and everyone welcome back to another episode of Warner Confessions. Um, I am Stefan, I am the Film Wonder, uh, you can follow me at uh, film underscore wonder on Twitter, uh, also film underscore wonder on Instagram. You can also read my work at uh, uh, filmwonder.wordpress.com, uh, uh, same for blogger, uh, filmwonder.blogger.com, um, I really use one, the blogger and I keep doing that for uh, for some reason, I guess I want to get that, that one some pub, but I barely use it, so I mean, I guess read your your own uh, your own discretion. Um, anyway, um, I guess I figured this whole sound thing out. Uh, I don't know how it'll be when, once the show's finished. Um, whether or not I'll get a you know probably sound without any all the other like background stuff, but I can't put fucking music in it. And I'm, so I'm, I've been trying to figure this. Out. I've been doing this for like two and a half, three years, and just my dumbass hasn't figured out how to properly sync sound into my show um be it generic music be it a sound clip or whatever and i'm you know i'm still trying to put you know the perfect touch to make this show better uh so you know i'm still struggling with sound issues and it doesn't help that you you know that i have like a you know you know two jobs and uh you know had to balance all that and try to do this um but you know it comes to the territory um you know, passions drive uh, the things you love in life. Um, you know, you know, I have those delays. So, um, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Um, you know, doing um, things for their, you know, sons and daughters doing things for their, for their moms. Same for fathers. You know, doing things for their moms. Um, I had a pretty good Mother's Day. Um, I, I could tell. You, I'll tell you a quick story. I'm not like, um, so, uh, it all started, um, with the fact that, uh, I couldn't use my, my debit card cause I was going to pay for, um, our engagement, uh, our meetup at a uh, moonlight diner, which is, uh, has some of the best pancakes I've ever had in my life. Um, so I had an issue with that. Um, I, I, I went to the ATM cause I was going to try to get some quick cash so I can, you know, pay for, uh, our, our, our food, my, our food. Um, so the kind of card, <laughs> And I was trying to take care of it the previous day when I got off of work, because um, I had I, I was gonna actually uh, uh, handle a couple of things. I had to pay someone on the side uh, for something, uh, some for some little assignment, and uh, uh, you know try to take care of that. And and uh, you know I guess uh, I missed the um, the call by about about ten twenty minutes uh, for SunTrust. Uh, so I had to wait. To, so I had to wait. Um, I was going to, you know, do it on Monday and try, try to care of it, but, uh, look, I got it resolved this morning and I was like, Oh good. Uh, I can pay for my mom's food, my food and, uh, you know, pay for my comics and do my laundry with no interruption. So, and it luckily happened and stuff. And, um, you know, I'm, I see my mom, um, you know, I gave her like a curve, uh, a product, uh, perfume and, and like cream and all that stuff. I think it came with lotion too. And I initially saved that gift for, one of my old, um, older, my phone, my former partners at work, uh, who I have the most, most respect for, but, um, unfortunately I haven't had a chance to speak for her and, uh, she's not really in the best health. So I gave my mom that gift and I gave her a card, um, um, which I don't know what she, what her thoughts are on it. Cause she didn't read it to me while we were at, when we had our, 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 we, we sat in the diner and we, and we ate our food. So um, so, you know, mom and I are having a conversation, you know, we, we're, you know, we're talking about a bunch of stuff. My mom always likes to deviate like sports 
sports and like a bunch of other stuff, you know, how I'm doing, you know, I'm, am I working out, you know, all, all the stuff, you know, moms, you know, ask your, you know, your kids, you know, how you doing, uh, you know, how's life, you know, these are blah, 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 and stuff. And, um, you know, I'm enjoying the moment. Everything's cool. Everything's great. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, trying to rekindle, you know, our relationship somewhat. Um, I'm, I still have a bit of trepidations with my mom. Um, cause, um, yeah, um, I'm trying to see it. Oh, man, I better not do that. Let me not put her, let me put, put her in a spot like that. Let's, let's just say I, it, 2016 wasn't really the best time for, for the two of us. Um, she did something that I wasn't really happy with and, uh, long story short, um, it it was kind of tumultuous, so on that 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 aside, um, you know I you know I called her, you know, to, you know to you know to so I can do something for her, and I did, and this is what I did for her. So so you know continue my story and stuff, and you know um, I guess we're talking politics, and uh, I guess along the way she mentioned she talks about Trump, and I was like. I don't want to talk about it. And then, you know, she told me out of the blue, like, you know, she's always been a big fan of Trump. And I, and it, I just, I do this thing what I do when, when, you know, someone, you know, says something pretty fucked up. I kind of, I, I put my head in my, my hands in my head, on my head. And I'm like, mom, mom, mom. And I'm just saying mom and, and the dullest of tones because I'm like, and she's like, what, what? And then, and, and, uh, and, she basically is like, uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I like to have, a, you know, it's good to have an opinion that's different. And it's, it's like, and I wanted to, I wanted to go on a, on a, on a, on a rant or something like that, but I, I, it was in a setting and I was, I was in a good mood and I didn't want to, I didn't want to blow it. Right. So I was like, okay, you know, I'll just, I'll go along with it. And I, I mean, my, my, my mom, I guess my dad is to some, to some extent. I guess they watched The Apprentice um, when I was when I was younger, and they loved that show. I never, I wasn't really a fan of that show. Um, full disclosure, uh, and it's like years ago, I actually boss with Donald Trump uh, cologne, and then I I felt so bad about it. I threw that motherfucking cologne like into garbage. Um. And it's like what? So I guess monsters. I made this sort of turn on Trump when I watched his ESPN Thirty for Thirty special, um, when he lowballed the USFL. And basically, what he did was he was thinking the USFL could compete against the NFL. Uh, and eventually, USFL went to trial against Donald Trump, and uh, USFL won. But at the price, they, I guess, they got like two, three dollars uh, for the settlement. And that was basically the end of them. And that's kind of the, the Trump, the Trump uh, curse is, yeah, you'll defeat him, but something bad will happen to you, too. Sort of how we're kind of facing <laughs> this right now. This this um, this um, God, this uh, what's the word? Uh, uh, so it, it's it, it really is a spatial. I, I can't think of the word right now, but it. Yeah, we're kind of we kind of face this. Um, this moment in like in uh in our country's history, whether you know whether the seventy two year old man is basically the end of a civilization. <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe this country did exactly did something I would never think it would do, and it did because it hates us so much. 
so anyway, um, back to um, the, the like we kind of, I kind of power through. We have a conversation, and you know, I talk about um, you know something I wanted to do when I was when I was a, a tad younger. Um, journalism and stuff, and we talked about journalism, and she, you know, we, we were talking about you know reporters and stuff, and I just mentioned to her out of the blue that you know I I have a bit of trepidation about some reporters because I made this I made this claim that some reporters are trying to be like Warren Downey Jr., the like old like like shock radio guy or shock TV guy rather, um, who had like had Ron Ron Paul on a show at one time, and he was in Predator too because you know he was he was hot back then. Like Warren Downey Jr. was was at a time, like one of the biggest names, or one of the biggest lightning rods in um, TV, like because he was just out there. He he had, like I said, Ron Paul. He, I think he had. A, I think he had. I don't know some Stormfront or KKK people on the show. Uh, and, he, and his intention was just to shock people, shock people, put them in um, such bewilderment that oh my god, he really did that. This 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 cranky motherfucker did that, and. I said, and the reason why I said that because I've, I've been noticing a trend, and this is not a trend that has, you know, had had been recently. It's been a trend, I would say, probably since two thousand, two thousand three, maybe a little bit younger than that. Um, of just people of reporters selling their soul to to be um, out there, and partially because journalism doesn't pay what it used to. Be. So I, I can I can kind of see the point of it, right? It's it's more profitable to say dumb shit than it is to actually be right. That's sort of the game now. It's more profitable. It's it, you you get more out of it than um, doing something else. I guess sort of that's sort of my thing with it and stuff. And and you notice that I know I and I've noticed it for years. And then it just occurred to me when I was having breakfast with my mother it just was like oh wow like a lot of them are doing that a lot of them are doing that and you know it's people i used to respect and i don't really respect them as much because they yeah it's like sell your soul to be entertaining and then um and then be rewarded and be surprised and and not know to, and not be, be curious about you know the surroundings in front of you and it just it just hit me right at that very moment, and then you know we kept we kept talking about sports and we and and again that's that's sort of my relationship with my mom and I. It, it, it's so it's so weird, it's just so weird. Um, so, um, like other than the Trump shit, like it was a good it was good you know to get back to my mom and we had the conversations and, and, uh, what used to be, I guess. And, um, 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 oh man, I'm thinking about something right now. Um, um, yeah. Um, that was kind of my, my mother's in show. I, I thought about taking a picture with her. But I was like, nah, it's okay. It's cool. It's cool. I'm like, I had a good time. I don't want to fuck it up. I'm just, I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go <laughs> and shit. And um, oh my god, that Umar Johnson on the Breakfast Club. No more, no more the Breakfast Club and shit. Um, which uh, I can go, to, I can sort of like <laughs> go into like as my next topic before um I go into the full. Uh, well, I got that, and I got another uh, uh opinion on something before uh, the random talk. Um, 
Yeah, um, black men, don't, don't stop with the whole type shit, please. It's scaring the hell out of me. I watched this video on on um, YouTube about what is a hotel. And the guy who was talking about it basically um, made, made uh, uh, similarities to like uh, to um, white nationalism and um, storefront and all that shit and stuff. And and um, how, you know, some, some of these colleges invite, you know, some of these people who are just scatterbrained just basically just say shit out of their ass and you know, it's oh, it's 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 fact, and you know the, the people are never vetted and never researched, you know, and you know until the last minute because that's sort of how things go around in this, in this country and in the whole damn world is like you know people only notice the shit until you know it happens. It's like oh, this guy was an asshole, always an asshole, but you couldn't prevent the asshole from from doing the asshole shit. So that's sort of how how things you know how you know idiocy you know transpires, you know, just willfully going with it rather than you know preventing it and so i watched this video and i'm i'm like you got this cat here making a claim that um 96 of um <laughs> human beings like 96 percent human being like four percent is like from the some people or some shit like this this is some like like throw at a wall theory just just throw shit at a wall and then have a bunch of dumb assholes just pay these idiots so much money. And they're basically just riding with the lie. Just riding with it. And uh was it Umar Johnson? Uh I could play a quick clip of just the shit he says. Uh this is an interview from the Breakfast Club. Real quick. You're watching the Breakfast Club. Uh, me that's the video. Uh, 728. Despite an unemployment rate and a dropout rate that is greater under a black president than it was under the two previous Republican presidents, black people have remained silent. Mm. Obama has ignored black folk. In fact, we are the only so-called minority population in the country for which he has done nothing nor has spoken significantly for our issues. Compare us to... I'm going to stop right there because I'm, I'm already getting irritated. Um... Yeah, fuck that nigga. Um, fuck him forever. And that isn't the, that isn't the truth. And for example, they will use that lie and it will spread it across, you know, their forums to say that shit. And that seems to be the trend around some black folks saying that shit. Um, about Obama hasn't done anything for the black community. Which my retort is, um, so what about all those uh, uh, billions of dollars you put into uh, HBCUs? Uh, you know, healthcare. What about that one? What about, uh, you know, um, you know, uh, my brother's keeper, and eventually, you know, helping black girls out as well with that. Um, after black women, you know, you know, rightfully so, made a claim to, uh, you know, what about what about us? Because um, it, it did take a, the Obama administration a while to get to black women, and you know. Slowly but surely, like they could have took a little, they could have been quicker on that, but they they eventually got there. So uh, when you're inviting people like this into your forums, into your life, and then you're just regurgitating the shit, you're becoming dumber because of it. Because the guy who's saying the shit, or the guy who's saying the shit, but it's mostly it's mostly black men, dumbass black men saying the shit. Be, yeah, because they don't, they don't, they don't research shit. They're just, they're just talking out of their ass. 
and you be, you eventually become dehumanized and how, you know it's like well, why do you well if they can't be dehumanized it's like well whenever you don't research shit like that you you're cool with the lie and when you're cool with the lie you'll believe anything you'll believe that um that um that black, black shirt can possibly reflect the sun when no motherfucker it's black it absorbs the um the shirt absorbs from the sun and the the shirt the black shirt gets a little hotter now if it's a white shirt not so much you can reflect or just white anything it reflects but when you're saying when you're saying like offensive shit like that or you know how the, how black men are becoming emasculated because you're so insecure because you're afraid of, of of a black gay man, you know, having having a voice in you know a, in a form. And uh, shout out to this one dude who uh, basically uh, you know said um no, the whole types don't mean shit. Shout out to this dude. Um, I have the clip right in front of me, but um, basically that that dude said uh you know uh yeah if you, you if you if you have a problem with a black man or, or a gay black man you know uh, you know having a voice you know you pussy. Um, I'm paraphrasing what he said, um, and I'm like yeah. Yeah, we are pussies if we're we're so afraid of having our masculinity questioned because we have this we have a because because black men and black gay gay black men and and you know black women you know have a seat at the table or want a seat at the table and have always wanted to see the table and we always shun them because we've always put ourselves first but not everyone not anyone else. And that's and that's what hoteps do. And it's and it's what regular you know men do. Just erasing women from history just because and there's nothing that gets my nerves more so than just men just and especially us you know shunning the Diane Nashes and the Curtis Scott Kings from history as if they don't mean shit it's fucked up and they're fucked up people and then Umar Johnson saying that shit about Obama wasn't true because you can re- you can easily look that shit up. You can easily look it up, but people don't want to look it up because they're cool with the, the opinion that that you know supports their their bias. And I don't use a sports comparison, but you know that's you know people probably still you know making claims that Obama or that you know LeBron is a, is, a, is the biggest choker in Finals history when that fucking isn't true. Hey, James Harden. Make a free throw. Make a three. Make a three pointer, asshole. Oh, he, he couldn't even do that against the Spurs in, in, in the summer in the summer conference finals. Yeah, sucker. Um. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um. But yeah, like I, I'm pleading with 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 um black feet people. Vet these people. Vet them. 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 Because if you don't, you you will you will just believe the lie. You will just believe the lie. And you become dumber because of it. And when you're dumber to something, and you become dehumanized, yeah, you just don't give a shit. You become, you become, you become something you don't want to be. So, and you know, it also it also ruins your relationship with kids. So, yeah, don't 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 stoop to those people's level. And be careful, be careful what you read, and be careful what you listen to, because there's a lot, there's a lot of bad shit going on right now. I mean, hell, fucking Sinclair, uh, the Sinclair media people are, are trying to get two third, two over two thirds of our airwaves, so they can put, um, you know, Trump shit out there. That's that that is aching to to 
to like shit that happened back in the day. Just spewing propaganda on a on a big stage. And again, and again, when you do that shit, like I said, dehumanization. And dehumanization, you know, leads to violence. It leads to verbal abuse. It leads, it 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 it, it leads to a lot of bad shit. A lot of bad shit I don't want to be a part of, and a lot of bad shit you should be a part of. Someone, if you're listening to this, just yeah, don't don't do it. That's just my that's my two cents. Oh, um, in lighter news, um, I saw King Arthur Thursday night. I fell asleep on it. I fell asleep through that movie too. Um, that ain't the part I regret. The part I regret is thinking that movie was gonna be good. I thought that shit was gonna be good. I thought it was gonna be hot fire. Uh, it's Guy Ritchie, you know. Guy Ritchie, you know, makes movies I like. I like uh, Snatch and uh, uh, Man from Uncle. Uh, I think I saw two, uh, 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 two. Uh, I forgot that movie with uh, Jason Statham. Um, that movie. Uh, I can't think of it. Uh, Lock, Stock, Two Smoking Barrels, and that's the name of the movie. Um, and so I watched this movie, and like it starts, uh, and and you know. Warner Brothers is his thing with some of the big like temple movies where they have to have like um like effects for the logos and shit and it, and it's like it's molten it's molten it's heat it's molten heat to turn into like stone or or metal and then uh you know Warner Brothers and uh Village Roadshow Pictures and then and then Rat Pack Entertainment and then uh this weed weed roll pictures <laughs> there's an actual studio named Weed Roll Pictures <laughs> I know they're probably somewhere. Wishing, damn, we should have really rethought this. We really shouldn't have put hundred seventy million dollars to this drick, this drick ass movie. And they, and and when I saw it, uh, they had a big battle, and then I was just like, wow, I'm not feeling this at all. I mean, part one, I'm tired, and two, just I'm not feeling this whole movie at all. Uh, uh, one, the cinematography stinks. It's it it ta- it has to take its cues from. Uh, very like monocratic like movies and even monocratic movies like like man of steel and um uh dare i say i remember shoot man um it took his cues from that movie oh watchman is is a tad monocratic um i'm naming jackson movies um so yeah first the 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 colors i just yeah it, it, it put me out of the movie um so much that I couldn't really enjoy it any further. And, you know, Richie does this thing in the movie where he has like this quick ass montage of, uh, of uh, you know, how things go on. And, you know, these things are sporadically happening, you know, you know, you know, narrative threads like within a narrative and stuff. Like, you know, those things happen in the movie. But the, the biggest problem with King Arthur, this, this version of King Arthur is this because it's, it's in its certain century. The 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 guy reaching generation just doesn't work for this movie. It can't work with it. You can't because because it, it, it's because King Arthur is such old material. You you kind of can't do Guy Ritchie stuff here. It, you you kind of break the movie doing that. And when you break the movie, the movie suffers. And um, Hunnam, I didn't care for him really in the movie. I didn't really care for Eric Bana in the movie. Like Drew Law, I guess tried, but again, same thing. I didn't care. Like nothing in this movie made me really care about the characters, the the environment, because I think the movie really didn't care by itself because it's because it, the movie assumed that the audience knew some of the stuff from King of the Lord, but unfortunately, we don't really know much from it. 
because you have the director assuming that we as the audience, you know, knew this shit. And we don't really know all this shit. We don't really know. And then add, add insult to injury, the reason why the movie, st- the movie stunk is it's, 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 uninv- it's, it's underwhelming and it's boring. It is boring as hell. And um, also the effects are shit for Honest If I May Know in the movie too. The fight scenes aren't really that good. Um, I'm like, it, it's funny as possible, but, but, but again, it's too little too late. And I get the news um, as I'm coming home because um, I was thinking it was going to be a flop anyway. Like it's going to be like 16, 17, 18 million dollars. And I was like, huh, I guess, you know, a little chump change for Warner Brothers. No, it makes it makes under 15 million dollars. 14.7 to be exact. Uh, you can just round it up to 15 million dollars. But long story short, it, it, it is it is the one of the it's probably going to go down as like one of the biggest flops in the history of the box office. Bar none. Bar none. It it bombed so it didn't bomb so hard. It bombed overseas. It bombed hard overseas. And I, I have uh let me see. If I can pull it up. Uh it's taking this long ass time. Um uh this is a variety. Uh King Arthur seemed to have fallen a sort of the domestic box office and things aren't looking good at much oh, better overseas. Uh the Warner Brothers and Village Road Stroke released a sub a subtitle Legend of the Sword made twenty one point one million dollars in fifty one international markets. Yes shit. Um, while some big budget action films are saved financially by overseas uh, ticket sales, that doesn't seem to be the case so far for Arthur, which now has a forty-three point eight million dollar global total. Against a, that is awful. Ooh, that is awful. Woo! I I guarantee this movie will not even will not even make. I'd be still makes hundred million dollars out of a hundred seventy-five million dollar budget combined. This shit ain't gonna do anything. Uh, and to post. Uh, and to post that it will be a difficult margin to overcome would be an understatement. So the studio boasts that the, the film is ranked first in uh, estimated 29 markets, including Russia, Scandinavia, and Thailand. In China, the movie ranked third with an estimated 5 million behind Guardians. Yeah. And in the in, uh, film Daniel, uh, Arthur's top grossing international market, Russia. Go figure. Uh, um, you know, uh, that one's Russia's doing poorly financially, and and uh, you know King Arthur is doing badly financially, if not worse, uh, which is saying a lot. Uh, current at five point two million in Germany, it made two million in Mexico, it contributed roughly two million, uh, one point nine million to be exact, and in Indonesia, it earned one point five million. Uh, director Guy Ritchie uh, takes on the authoritarian legend has also yet to open in several territories. Um, uh, including France, the UK, Korea, all May 17th, and Australia the following day. I wouldn't be surprised if Warner Brothers was like, yep, pull it. Yeah, they ain't gonna do, it's not going to do anything. And I would, I would read further, but basically, it's basically, it mentioned, you know, all, how Guardians did, and eventually how other movies did. So I don't really have much else to say or read about the, 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 the subject at hand. But, I mean, King Arthur seemed, it is a bad idea um, for a summer movie. It just, it, just, it just doesn't seem like a good idea in, in, in retrospect to, to do that. And, and, you know, Warner Brothers has done that before, um, you know, trying to, you know, like push a what looks like a dead on arrival movie, you know, across the finish line um, because the studio is desperate and they got to sell something. So, and yeah, this is easily a one hell of a blunder by um, the studio behind uh, uh, Harry Potter and The Dark Knight. It's. Yeah, the mighty have fallen for sure. With that said, on the news, Power Rangers sequel unlikely. Um, it's looking, it's looking like there might be a, there might be a Power Rangers sequel. Um, I saw Power Rangers. I enjoyed it. I liked it. Um, 
um, I, I really embody with Billy. Um, Billy was autistic. I'm autistic. Um, and I, I really thought um, it was rare to see a movie that, that got autism very well um, without sort of like, you know, dialing down to uh, how some movies sort of treat autism. Um, and, um, you know, the character's vibe. I, I liked most of the acting. The Red Ranger was okay. Um, he could have been better. But um, it, was, it was a pretty good tempo movie. And, and, and I, I saw it kind of opening weekend-ish. I saw it Sunday morning at like around 10.50. Um, and I, I dug it. Like, it was it was a good ride. It was a good time. Um, the biggest problem with Power Rangers financially um, was, um, I'm trying to remember thinking of the movie that kind of crushed his momentum. But it was it was week two. Like, it made, like, it started out strong. Like, like 40-something million dollars. And then it, it just, the second week, it was like under $20 million, which whenever you have, you start off so strong the first week and, and then you drop over 60% the next week, yeah, you, you you have problems. You have huge problems or close to 60%. And the problem wasn't like word of mouth. I think I had pretty good word of mouth. It was just, it had no legs because audiences liked it too. I think audiences gave like an A minus or A from a CD cinema score. I don't do it at the top of my head. Um, but it's looking very likely there won't be one. There won't be a sequel, and that's that kind of sucks, man. Because it's a good movie. It's a, it's a worthy movie, um, and um, it may not even make its budget. I, I think so far combined, it's made like one hundred thirty five million dollars, like over like overall, you know, considering the international market and considering our market. Um, and currently, it's like it's like eighty five million dollars domestically, which is not good. Yeah, that easily is not good, and indicates. Yeah, it has a long road. So hopefully, um, it'll do fine with uh, DVD sales and digital sales, um, rentals even. Um, so we'll see. Um, I guess my biggest problem with the with uh, this one is, yeah, it did take a little bit of time to focus on the uh, to, to actually build the whole team together. But you know, for what it's worth, it it, it helped the film a bit, but. Um, I mean, also being delayed a couple times didn't help the movie either. So there's that hanging up on it. So I hope there's more that can be done with it. But I mean, if this is going to be what it's going to be, then oh well. That's unfortunate for them. Oh, um, I see Johnny Depp still trying to matter. Uh, that's cute. <laughs> anyway, um, Johnny Depp's going to play John McAfee. Uh, McAfee is the antivirus dude. Uh, he created the antivirus where, um, um, and you know, one at one point, uh, I think he um, he pissed away like millions of dollars, and he he, he went away um, to um, daggum it. Um, uh, oh, Belize. He went to Belize to uh, avoid the feds and some shit. Um, yeah, because. Yeah, I, I didn't really much about about the about the, uh, Mac, the, the McAfee shit going on, but I what I do recall was um, yeah he he blew money and um, yeah he was kind of a womanizer too. So um, I guess you know Depp's gonna try to do one, another one of these. Um, I know the Hunter S. Thompson movie didn't didn't really do well. Um, Mordecai didn't do well. Um, I mean a lot of a lot of Johnny Depp like vehicles just yeah they haven't had that moment. They haven't had that um, um that same joy you know back in the days. And, uh, you know, Johnny Depp's got, you know, domestic violence, you know, um, you know, hanging over him and, you know, serves him right for, 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 uh, the wrong things, all the wrong things he did to Amber Thurber, who, you know, is with, uh, Elon Musk. 
So, you know, good for her. Um, to be with a better person than, you know, Johnny Depp. But, um, I mean, I guess I'll, I guess this movie is going to, you know, be interesting, I guess. Uh, I doubt I'll watch it, <clears throat> you know, because, you know, Depp isn't exactly what I would call a good person. And, uh, yeah, uh, again, that's unfortunate. And uh, speaking of unfortunate, uh, more uh, Guy Ritchie news. <laughs> um, apparently, a uh, Guy Ritchie was like talking. He was talking to, the, to, to someone in the press about uh, what he learned from uh, Man from Uncle, um, which uh, which unfortunately flopped. And um, right, I'm looking at something apparently because uh, he had people who liked uh, Man from Uncle. Man from Uncle's a good movie. Um, um. His quote is like, uh, we got burned on the release date for Uncle, so I care about release dates. You have a good movie, or what you think is a good movie, and if you don't have a release date, you get in all sorts of trouble. Um, uh, he was talking about this, like, when, um, I, I guess, when um, Australia Comedy came out. And what hurt Man from Uncle wasn't just that. I mean, Mission Possible still making money. Uh, I think Mission Possible, I want to say... I forgot what it, I don't know what it was doing like the top of my head, but I would say probably it was either in week three or week four, and it was it was still kicking ass at the box office, just kicking ass. Um, and I do recall that. And then, um, what also hurt it, I think, you know, the whole were people ready for this kind of movie because you know it was set in the sixties, and the sixties can be kind of a small, a slow burn, you know, trying to develop all these characters. And it was a, it was a cool movie. It was, um, it's probably you know one of the better you know, Guy Ritchie movies out there. Um, it was funny, quirky, exciting. Um, I guess most of the leads were good. Um, I it was a, it was a good time, good time to be had. Uh, saw I remember saw it on Thursday night. Um, I mean, there's that. Um, anyway, um, it's kind of it's kind of weird. He would say this shit, and then all of a sudden, you know, uh, King Arthur's out, and uh, you know, oh, uh, irony, <laughs> I, freaking irony. <laughs> Um, so yeah, um, some of you, so, so he learned, he learned a valuable lesson, but I guess not valuable enough that, uh, to not to do King Arthur, uh, you know, that'll, that'll kill you real fast, I guess. And Conan the Bryan turn, oh, Conan the Bryan, Conan the Barbarian, um, turns 35 years old. Um, basically this Roddy article basically mentions, um, how, um, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger sort of like, you know, had a long road to being like a competent actor. Um, um, like he was in a bunch of like made for TV movies, like and then he did this uh you know uh, tall person from um it's called uh, uh for what it is um um, 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 um one second one second one second okay okay how did I forget this oh um Hercules in New York. Hercules in New York. It's like, yeah, it's nearly 50 years ago he did this movie. Um, and um, if I can quote the article, um, well, he, he apparently regrets making it. Um, it was like low budget. Um, it's about he's trying to find his son in the Big Apple. Like, and I've never seen it before. Um, but um, apparently it's a movie he, he regrets. And, you know, Switch Diggers. Big these parts. Uh, excuse me, sorry. I'm sorry. Um, for these big, for these parts of, um, you know, Terminator, you know, Racer, um, uh, True Lies, which is like one of my favorite, like all time favorite, like, um, Schwarzenegger and, uh, James Cameron movies to date, probably my favorite James Cameron movie ever, I might add. Um, oh man, um, 
but it was a good article. I, I yeah, I, 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 once I'm done with the episode, I'll, I'll definitely post it. I'll put, I'll, I'll put it on the show, show, on the show list. Um, so y'all can read it. Um, um, James Will Jones helped him out. Uh, another person who helped him out, like you know, helped him with his acting prowess. Um, oh, Max von Sydow helped him. Um, that's that's now that's a thespian right there. Is have Max von Sydow help him out. Um, you know, help him with his acting and stuff. And now that's you know that's pretty good help. Um, and, and Max von Sydow is still ticking. He's still kicking um, acting. Um, he, he was in uh, Force Awakens, as a matter of fact, um, in a small role, small but important role. Uh, I guess second to last article, um, Diane Lane uh, said something about uh, Just Lee being worse than uh, the Avengers, and uh, she got in trouble for it with the uh, Warner Brothers. And uh, she basically her uh, apology is, um, I guess from the, from Warner Brothers. Uh, Diane sorry, meant sorry at this point in reference if you're reading anything concerning Just Lee that is not out in the public and was declining to comment on a film she that she has not seen. She's thrilled to continue her role as Martha Kent and appreciate your stopping for Justice League. Um, so she was on a show with uh, Andy Cohen and talk about, uh, I guess he he asked a question about whether or not, uh, um, how does he feel about Justice League? And she's like, um, you know, um, she was asking, you know, is, is uh, Justice League going to be better than Avengers? And she was like, no, no, short and, but honest, I hate it at this point. Uh, and, you know, just little, those little words, you know, it, it caused a, it riled up people, I'm guessing. And I'm sure, pretty, you know, it put, it made the studio, it made the studio's ass tight because I was like, oh, don't say that, don't say that. Don't ruin our money. Uh, we're trying to make, we're trying to make a ton of money because we're going to go up against Thor Ragnarok and Ragnarok can make a billion dollars possibly uh, because they have Jeff Copeland and they have Tessa Thompson and they have Chris Hemsworth and they have uh, Mark Ruffalo, River Hazard Rose Hulk and they have uh, Idris Elba, uh, you know, the Mame, you know, being Idris Elba and shit and they have Cate Blanchett. Uh, we're going to get cream. So please don't shit on our movie. Please, please make Zack Snyder happy. And Diane Lane's like, no, uh, I, I don't want to be doing these movies anymore. She didn't say that. I'm sort of just, I'm putting, I'm, <laughs> I'm putting that in. I'm sort of doing a, a performance for, say, uh, Diane Lane, I guess. But uh, these, this, this doesn't look good for, for her or the studio. <laughs> and you know, Warner Brothers, they are, they're already gonna be. I'm sure they're gonna be right up, a hefty write off for King Arthur, because man, it just leaf flops. Oh my god, and. Speaking of Justice League, like Wonder Woman apparently is like, and I had to put this on the show. So apparently, it's like you know, it's supposed to make sixty five million dollars. Which yeah, it's Wonder Woman. That's that that ain't gonna fly, man. It's Wonder Woman. How how can Wonder Woman underwhelm so much? There's only gonna make that much. It's Wonder Woman. It's like how do you how do you how do you fuck up so bad? Honestly, how do you fuck up so bad? Speaking of fucking up so bad, why is Tyrese still trying to audition for just for 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 Cameron Ames Lantern? You're Tyrese. Come on, man, leave this character alone because you're never gonna get him. And I don't want you to get him because you're gonna blow the character. You're gonna kill it because you're Tyrese. You can't help yourself. Damn it! It's time. Kiss my ass. It's time. You, oh, Tyrese. Don't touch this, please, please. Don't fuck up John Stewart, please. Don't do it. Just stay away. Stay away with your black women shit talking ass. Please stay away from it. Oh, for the love of oh, crikey. Come on, Tyrese. Come on, man. I could take you as Roman Pierce, 
But God, I can't take you as, as John Stewart because you're gonna kill the role. Someone worthy, someone of a thespian is worthy. Mashallah Ali, I will take him because Mashallah Ali is awesome. Tyree's not so much. <sighs> okay, I'm gonna close the show out with um, um. <laughs> oh my God, Tyree's. Oh, anything I man touches, he turns to shit. Except Fast and Furious. <laughs> um, finally, um, I'm not gonna really read from this article, but I'm I'll g- give a deep, brief uh, um thought my thoughts on this article written by Laura Lee. Um, uh, Lee. I guess you can call this my final thoughts. Um, piece of the of the show, and the article was from uh, this establishment. It was, I think it's one of the medium sites. Um, it's about uh, it basically goes into you know she's an actress in the porn industry, and it basically goes into tales about you know pornography as like or pornography as a business or you know the or as a product and 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 talking and she basically mentions uh you know how performers in the industry are like products um you know the sex you're selling you know selling to like uh cbs for example and cbs is mentioned quite often because cbs owns showtime and i remember and show they showtime shows the nvn awards so for those who are Showtime and you wonder, you know, why, why you know, uh, why is CBS promoting uh, uh, porn, um, even though they're not going to show any nudity? Well, because they're they're prepping it for Showtime because Showtime, they're not burdened by FC violate FC laws and regulations, so Showtime could show all the tits and ass and 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 and, and, and uh, pussies and and you know legs and uh, you know uh, you know all the sex appeal and all the sex you know they they can do that. CBS can't do that because. They're a broadcast company, and they're regulated by the FCC. Uh, um, that's kind of how it goes. And, you know, how, you know, people who don't really contribute to porn, um, how, you know, they're not really helping them thrive. Because, let's face it, society sees porn, porn actresses and even actors, but more so actresses as, as you know, scum of the earth. Because they, they they damn them because they show their bodies um, as you know they're being sexually liberated and also they do it because they love it they love you know they're proud of their bodies uh, be it uh, if you're a skinny Becky or if you're you know a BBW you know who's you know is breaking you know those the sexual you know insecurities uh, and, and and saying hey I can I'm beautiful I'm I'm sexy I'm big and I'm you know I'm I'm gonna rock with it and. Um, the reason why I like this article a lot is yeah, it does talk about those those misconceptions in the industry and how um, it, well, the, well the studios really care about the, the point. It's like no, they they kind of don't because they because they you know they don't they don't pay for the health benefits. Um, uh, they're shunned. You know some employee some employees you know aren't really cool to the you know some of the models. Um, uh, they're doxxed. They you know doxing as in you know they you know, go through someone sort of person's information and some of them they don't want to do um another podcasting or writing because, you know, men are men are fragile and um, you know, aren't don't want women to, you know, show their agency. So basically they're they're kinda of cool with women showing their agency by, I don't know, uh, show your titties and stuff. And and another thing I love about this article is, you know, how, you know, she just cut she just cut through the bullshit and just told you, you know, um people, you know, once you're done, you know, people are still going to look at you and say, oh, you're a porn star. Um, you're not a teacher. Uh, for example, uh, I remember, uh, like, just like nine years ago, I think eight, nine years ago, um, Sydney Steele, 
uh, like a legendary porn star. Like I used to watch Sydney Steele um, when um, uh, we had the Playboy channel. My dad had the Playboy channel. Um, and um, I, you know, I, I remember, uh, you know, uh, being this, you know, this big star in the porn industry and stuff. And I remember she was like retiring in the porn industry and she tried to break through being a teacher. And because apparently, I guess, I guess, I don't know, she, had, she, you know, I don't know if she has a degree in being a teacher or whatever, but, you know, long story short is uh, the people of the, of the administration basically found out about uh, her former career in the porn industry and they basically took her out. They basically were like, uh, you, know, you can't do this because uh, the kids are going to be frightened because uh, you were a porn star. And that's bullshit. Um, because what does it matter if she was a porn star? I mean, I mean she had to pay her bills doing something. It, it don't matter. Like, let her teach. She she'll probably she probably would kick ass in sex in sex education, which which we need we need nowadays because kids kids are smarter than you think. I mean, they they are learning about sex education in a, online shit, but it's unfortunate that so many institutions that don't want to teach it because they're afraid that oh their kids gonna get uh, get a disease. It's like well they kind of research it because okay maybe I won't get a disease maybe I won't do that maybe I won't do something you know dumb you know because you know I feel like fucking around and stuff yeah, and doing you know the wrong things that I should do especially for, if you're man if you're a man. Uh, um, but and like they they shun her. I I, I think Sasha Gray is now an actress like she broke through the stigma. Um. Lisa, Lee, uh, uh, Lisa Ann, um, who you know is really good at, at football uh, talk. Like she's a, she, I think she hosts a show on um, on on serious about her uh, about fantasy football, and you know she's really smart, a, a really astute. And she she gets re- I listened to her a couple times like give sports knowledge, and she's really good at it. Um, uh, it was Lena Evans, like you know she's a gamer, a big gamer, geek in the industry and stuff, and. And, um, like a lot of these, you know, women, they're more than just, you know, their porn, their porn, um, uh, persona, you know, the, the girls don't feel like, you know, Hey, show me your titties. Like that ain't, that ain't gonna go, man. Like Julie ain't, ain't gonna show your tit ain't, ain't gonna show her titties to you. It ain't happening at a convention. No, the, the jobs, you know, they're going to talk about themselves or whatever, but they're not gonna show you their tits. No, because there are people, and and um, I told I told one of uh, I guess I can call her a friend. Uh, I told Vanya, um, you know, the first time I, I saw I saw a porn star um, as a person, and it, it's kind of weird to say it because you don't realize it until you kind of do it. Until she was the first person I kind of saw as a person because I I I cared about her and I still care about her. Um, like I have a lot of respect for that woman. Um, the things she's been through, her journey, you know, um, doing what she's done, um, to break through, you know, especially you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, doing what she does and stuff. Um, and she's she's a she's a fun woman. She's great. She's um uh, she she loves she loves uh um she's like a big kid. Um. I say that metaphorically speaking, like she she likes comic books, she likes, um, I don't know, old ninety stuff. Like she's she's kind of a dork in that way, and that's that's cool. But you know, I remember giving her like money to like you know for for her dental stuff, and I remember giving her money for like her uh her MDEDS, which is which is a debilitating disease that um you know affects muscles, it affects nerves. Uh, long story short, um, 
and you know she was like one of the she was like the first person that I kind of you know I was like yeah um it, porn is more than just you know TNA it's you know help them out and that's kind of that's kind of when I was like yeah when I kind of you know developed uh you know the the, the need to like oh pray for you for porn it's like it's like I got to help y'all out. I, I kind of feel the responsibility is a responsibility for me to to give a damn and so um I put it on the show. I put it on the on the show and um give it a read. It's really good. Um um she's a hell of a writer. I I have to give her credit for. Her. Um but more than the writing, it's just just the sh- the shit that porn actors go through. It you know, that's why you should read it and hopefully, you know, if you're if you're a man, if you have, you know, empathy, sympathy, hopefully you can empathize with one of the you know, one of the models in the industry. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a worthy read and, um, it, it's, a it's definitely worth your time. Um, so that ends another episode of wonder confessions. Um, also please, um, don't wait, don't wait to the last minute. Make, make sure, um, you take care of things before bad shit happens. Um, cause, cause it's, it's, it's expensive to be wrong, but it's inexpensive to be right. So, um, again, you can follow me at, um, at, at the film underscore wonder on Twitter, um, ditto at, uh, Instagram film underscore wonder and then film underscore, film, oh, no underscore for that film wonder, uh, dot wordpress.com. Um, I'm going to try to finish a review of uh, fast and furious eight and I'm trying to try to do some other reviews as well. So hopefully I'll, y'all get a chance to read them and read my older stuff at, uh, film wonder uh, dot blogger.com or the film wonder dot blogger.com same with for for wordpress um so okay here's gonna go he's gonna help next week there'll be a show next week um i i don't know how effective it'll be because i'm gonna go get my dental work um so i don't know if i'll do a show or not next i know i did say it we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens if there is not a show next week then you, you the week after will be a special show um, contributing to the Indianapolis 500. So I'm going to try to do, um, a special like indie car episode of the Warner Confessions show. Um, sort of like a, sort of like an audition for hopefully I can, you know, more things to come for as I'm trying to build this network, uh, which is taking me such a long time, but, um, I'm trying. Um, so y'all have a good night. Um, I'll see y'all when I see y'all. Um, take care. Bye-bye.